Hi, my name is Julian Stodd, and today I want to talk to you about the landscape of trust. If we think about trust, we can consider a landscape. Why landscape? Well, because it's not one point, it's a whole environment. And I say that because the research we've been doing over the last couple of years has shown that people experience trust very differently. In fact, what trust means to me may not be what trust means to you. Or if it is the same thing, maybe we're just using different words to describe it. And words are important because in the research into the landscape of trust, I've been listening to the stories that people share. How do they describe trust? What does trust mean to me? How does trust fail? How does it grow? And how does it flow through systems? Perhaps the basic unit of trust is that trust between me and you. How do we find it? How is it framed? How is it validated or broken? And then, as we grow further, how does that trust spread? As you introduce me to other people, we could say perhaps that they exist at a second degree of trust, because I trust you, and therefore, by implication, I'm probably more likely to trust them. But what if they betray my trust? Suddenly, I might not trust them at all, and that might blow back down the system so that I now trust you less. But there are no hard rules of trust. Indeed, in the research I did in 2017, we saw that people described the rules of trust being implicit. They're not written down. They're not visible. For over 75% of people, they say the rules are implicit. We assume that we share the same rules. But actually, a reason why trust is broken is because those implicit rules are breached. Perhaps I say, I shared a secret with you, and you told somebody. And I thought we agreed it wouldn't be shared because it was a secret. Now certainly we didn't contract it. We didn't write it down. I didn't make it explicit, but it should have been clear because of the context. That's the type of story that people share when they talk about the failure of trust. Why are we interested in trust? Well, here's an interesting thing. In the first 5,000 people I surveyed, 54% of them said that they had low or no trust in the organisation that they work for. Now that seemed to me quite high, but they were talking about organisations. And so as I shaped the research, I started to think, what do we mean by trust? Let's look at it at different levels. The trust between me and you, between two people. The trust within communities and teams. And the trust in organisations. And how does that flow? If we are a small group of individuals with a high level of trust between us, does that mean that we're more likely to trust the organisation and the direction it's going in? Well, funnily enough, probably not. What is interesting is in some of the largest groups I've surveyed, we find that trust tends to flow, flow horizontally more easily than it flows vertically. So I'm more likely to trust you if you're at the same kind of level at me, if you're in the same kind of context as me, as if you're way up high in the organisation itself. It seems to be harder for trust to flow up or down through the organisation, easier to flow sideways. But why do we need trust? Well, it's an interesting thing. I often think that trust is a bit like a deck of cards. It's a subjective term. I said earlier that what trust means to me might not mean what trust means to you. And I can actually evidence that because if I write my story of what trust means, I'll say things like, trust is about a consistency of behaviour. 
If you treat me in a consistent way, I'm more likely to trust you. But only 14% of respondents in the global survey used that word consistency. Other people used words like faith or love or reciprocity or belief or transaction, a whole load of different words. Does that mean that trust is different for them? Well, it's probably not fundamentally different, but it's quite possible that their experience of trust and their normalised language about trust is different. What's the point of this research? Well, if we're interested in building communities, we need to understand the impact of that. Some communities are high trust communities. Sometimes I describe them as tribes, strong trust bonded structures. But larger communities don't have a uniform flow of trust. They consist of many sub-tribes, lots of different trust-bonded groups that exist together within a community. Now, if we understand that, we can understand some interesting challenges. As my community grows, does it automatically become more diverse? Or do I remain engaged just with a small sub-tribe? And that seems to be the case. Because of the way trust forms, it's more likely to expand through my first and second degree connections, and it's quite possible that entire areas of the community will remain forever unknown to me. Trust's an interesting thing. I suspect that we could study it for years and still not fully understand it, because it's subjective. It's simply not logical. If I try to make you trust me, you'll probably trust me less.